You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the U.S., and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hey everyone, welcome to Therapy for Your Money. Today we are talking all about EHRs or your electronic health record system. Um, So when you're making a decision on which EHR to pick in your practice, it's a really big deal because it's one of the critical systems in your whole operation. No EHR is perfect. There are pros and cons to weigh for each one. There are a lot of things to consider when you're making your decision, and you're always going to want to test out a platform before you start using it, just to make sure that it is going to work for your needs and for your practice. Um, So today, because we're accountants over here, we're going to be making a financial comparison of four of the most popular EHRs that we see um, in my accounting firm. And we want you to understand what the costs are related to each one, just because that is one of the many factors that's important in making your decision. So today I am joined by Hannah Rich uh, from our team at Green Oak Accounting. She's our operations manager. And because we work specifically with therapists uh, at my accounting firm, we get lots of questions about EHR. And Simple Practice is rolling out a new pricing structure. Uh, We're recording this in March, 2022. So that is being rolled out as we speak. And that is what prompted Hannah to take a look at pricing differences across all EHRs. And that's what we're sharing with you today. So hi, Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, So you did a ton of research on this and we're so grateful to you. Um, And one of the disclosures we have today is that we are looking at these EHRs from a financial perspective, right? We're not necessarily looking at features, function, what's going to work uh, across the board for every single practice, but we're using publicly available pricing uh, to make that comparison, right? So sometimes pricing is not definitely not the only consideration as far as what software you should choose, but it's one of the many considerations. Right, exactly. And kind of an additional disclaimer, there are add-on features for pretty much every platform. So we will go over the monthly cost, um, cost for additional users, and then we'll kind of mention what add-ons are available, but keep in mind that those prices are different for every platform. So yeah. And these prices may change over, over time as well, right? Sometimes there are discount codes available for a specific platform where you might get one, two, three months for free by using a specific code. Um, and so we're not considering those here just because an EHR is something that you're going to lose to use in the long term. And so the discount code should not be the reason that you sign up for a, uh, a specific software. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is just their ongoing monthly rates. I will say that pretty uh, all four of these that, that we're talking about today include a free trial. So a lot of them will say, you know, your first month is free. It's a 30-day free trial. So you do have the opportunity to go in, poke around, see if it meets your needs. So that is definitely something to take into consideration as you're going through that selection process. When you get down to your short list, see if there's a free trial and see if it really does meet the ins and outs of your, your practices needs. Yeah. So, so today we're talking about the four, 
four EHRs that we see the most often mm-hmm. um, at Green Oak, and that is Simple Practice, Therapy Notes, Theranest, and Jane. Uh, obviously, there's hundreds more, right? But we're talking about the four most popular ones right now. Yes. Where do we start? Let's start with simple practice. Okay. Since, as you said, that is the one that kind of kicked this off. So most of our listeners should be aware if they're currently with simple practice in March 22, their pricing structure and their tier structure is changing significantly. Uh, This was initially brought to our attention because for anyone who is going to be a solo practice, there is no way to add additional users, which means that for your billers, your schedulers, uh, and, and for us, your accountants can't have access to your simple practice account anymore. So there are three tiers if you are in a solo practice. All three of these have one user only, and there is no option to add additional users, whether they are clinical or non-clinical staff. So the starter, which is their most basic, is $29 per month, and that is just their basic client management and portal. You do have the document storage, electronic intake process, kind of the, the meat and potatoes that we would expect of an EHR platform. Of course, there's session notes and things like that. On the starter plan, it provides support for private pay billing only. There is no insurance claims processing through the platform. Uh, The next tier is what they call essentials. This is a pretty significant price increase. So we're going from $29 a month to $69 per month. And this is the tier that is most compatible or most comparable, maybe comparable. Yes. To the previous uh, professional tier that Simple Practice had. Uh, So the Essentials tier does include telehealth as part of that $69 per month. If you want to add it to Starter, you can, but it's an additional cost. This also includes the website management and website build that a lot of the current Simple Practice users have, as well as the custom templates that are used for a lot of session notes. And those three things for a current simple practice user who does not elect a an essentials or higher tier of service go away so your simple practice website is no longer functional you don't have access to your previous notes that were created in templates so that's been one really big impact of the tier change more so than the pricing change okay and so if you have a solo practice that is an insurance practice, this is kind of where you would need to be, right? You would have to start at essentials in order to bill insurance. Yeah, this is the starting point and it includes 10 claims processed per month at that $69 per month rate. And then you can purchase additional if you have more claims than that, that are needing to be processed. And so our last option for solo practices would be with simple practice would be solo plus. Correct. Tell us about that. So, um, so Solo Plus starts at $99 per month. That is the full slate of simple practice services. It has a higher amount of insurance claim processing, starts at $35 per month included in that price. But again, you can always purchase more. It includes your Wiley Treatment Planner. And this is the first tier where you can add additional users for billing and for scheduling. So for our clients who are using simple practice and want their Green Oak accounting team to have that biller 
level view only access, Solo Plus is the lowest tier that they can go with, which it's actually their highest tier. Um, there are no options for additional clinical users or practice managers, um, because again, this is still considered a, a plan for solo practice. All right, so the last plan available within Simple Practice is the group practice plan. Tell us yep. about that. So group practice really is just the solo plus with the addition of other users. It starts, quote, at $99 per month, and every clinician is $59 per month in addition to that. So if it's just you, you only need that solo plus. But the moment you add another clinician or a practice manager, that's where you transition over to the group practice. Um, as of March this year, with this new tier structure, there is no tier of plan for group practices. It's just your group practice, you're automatically within plus. So if you're adding a practice manager, it's $39 per user per month. Uh, and you can, again, have those additional users for billing, scheduling, and also uh, supervisors at no additional cost. Um, so if you were, if you're cost sensitive, this is one that can, that goes up in pricing quickly. Um, so if you had 10 clinicians, you'd be paying, for example, $630 a month just for this software without paying for insurance claims. Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's jump over to therapy notes. Um, so therapy notes is tiered very similarly <clears throat> to, to simple practice. So they have a solo plan. It starts a little bit higher. It's at $49 per month. Uh, but this one does have telehealth included in that. So where it's a, an add-on service for simple practice starters in therapy notes, it is a a default inclusion on that. If you're moving up to the group plan, it starts at $59 per month for the group clinician. So it does start a little bit higher for that first user. And then your additional clinicians are $30 per user per month. If you have clinical interns, those are only $20 per user per month. And then for non-clinical staff, so again, your billers, schedulers, um, that is unlimited users, and there's no additional cost to that. So you do have uh, a little bit, a little bit of freedom in assigning those roles within therapy notes. All right, and one option that is available in therapy notes that isn't that wasn't in simple practice is there's a second option for group practices. Correct. So they have something called an enterprise plan. So this is going to be for very large practices. If you have more than thirty clinical users, uh, it is still the same pricing tier. It's still $59 per month plus $30 for every clinician. But once you hit that size where you have 30 or more users, you do have a designated account manager who is there to help you with your implementation, your initial setup, and then ongoing support over time since you are at that point a much larger account. So their enterprise is definitely for a fairly large practice, potentially multiple locations but it does have that little additional bit of support, even though the pricing structure is the same. Okay. So next up, we are talking about Jane. Tell us about the options there. Yes. Jane app uh, is $74 per month on their base plan. So it's definitely um, the most expensive in terms of the baseline cost that we've looked at for these. 
Um, you can add additional clinicians who are part-time at no cost. So they consider fewer than 24 hours per week to be part-time. Interesting. At, yeah. If you have full-time clinicians, so 24 hours per week or more, it's $25 per person per month. So theirs is a, a little bit different. Um, with Jane, one of their big add-on options is they do have third-party website management that will pull information from Jane and create a branded website for you. Uh, that is an ongoing cost of $39 per month. So that is one thing to be aware of with Jane uh, if you're looking for something that also has that website management. On the base plan, just like with the basic plan for simple practice, there is no insurance claims processing on this one. Of course, you can always you know, fill out a CMS 1500 and do manual paper billing, but there's no electronic support for this. One of the interesting things with this base plan is that text text reminders are included, which in, mm -hmm. in other platforms, uh, they are an option, but you have to pay for it. So in this, in, in the case of Jane, that is included uh, with the base plan. There's no additional fee for that. Correct. And with, with Jane app in particular, it started from a different point. So most of the other EHRs start as uh, session notes. It's your patient charts and your patient intake. Jane app actually started as a scheduling and booking platform. So their scheduling and booking pieces are very robust. And that's, I think, part of why the appointment reminders are included for free, because that really is the core of where Jane started. And then some of the other functionalities are built out from there. Got it. That does make sense. Uh, so what are our other options with Jane? So the second tier option is very helpfully called the insurance plan. So if you are, <laughs> an, if you are an insurance, uh, insurance practice, this is going to be the one you want to start with. So the first user license is $99 per month. Again, part-time clinicians are added at no cost. Full-time are $30 per clinician. Um, and then this does include uh, your ERA management, paper claims processing, and they have electronic claims processing that goes through a third-party integration. So because of that, I wasn't able to get rates, but they do have three different companies that are currently listed as their partners. So you would be able to work with your Jane sales rep to determine which of those three partners is best for your electronic claims processing. Got it. Okay. And what's the last option we have available for Jane? The last one is insurance plan for groups. Um, so this is starts at $369 per month, which is the same rate you would pay on the mid tier if you had 10 clinicians. So okay. it starts with 10 user licenses. You can still add additional. It's the same as with the uh, middle tier where it's no cost for part-time and $30 per month for full-time clinicians. Uh, and this one is really just going to be for those larger groups. So there's one more option available with Jane for group practices, and that is the corporate plan. Yes, the corporate plan is for your larger group practices. So it's similar to the group plan under simple practice or the enterprise plan under therapy notes. This one starts at $369 per month, which is a big jump, but it includes 10 user licenses. So if you have 10 or more clinicians, this is where uh, that growth starts becoming more cost effective. 
Your full-time clinicians under this plan are only $20 per month. So it's a, a little bit less per month than on the insurance plan. Uh, it does still have the same add-on options for website management and electronic claims filing. But a key difference with the corporate one is that you are assigned, again, a dedicated account manager, and they do have corporate onboarding and training programs. So it is much, much more assisted when it comes to implementation. They will work with you and your team to make sure everyone understands how the product works and how, how they need to be interacting with it. Got it. All right. So last but not least, the last EHR we're covering today is Theranest. Yes. And Theranest pricing is very different from the other three. So the first three we looked at, pricing is mostly based on the users that you have and any add-on features. With Theranest, it is a sliding scale based on your active clients. So you have unlimited clinical therapist and non-clinical users um, and if you find yourself moving between tiers, there is a monthly automatic pro rate. So they will adjust your monthly rate as needed. So when you're at up to 30 clients, that's their lowest tier. It's $39 per month. And is that 30 clients per month? Yes. So it's, okay. it's your current active clients. And the way they describe it is that an active client is one that you can create notes for and process billing for. The account owner can archive any client at any time. They can archive and unarchive. So if you have a client who's going away to study abroad for six months, you can archive them and they don't count towards your active client. But if you have former clients who you've just never archived, you're going to be paying based Got on it. them as well. So okay. it's how many active clients you have in a month and for Theranest, active is a designation that the account owner gives to each client. So at up to 30, it's $39 per month. 30 to 40 is $50. 40 to 50 is $60. 50 to 80 goes up to 91. And if your practice has 100 or more clients, active clients, they have you call for a rate. So it is a little bit more personalized at that point. You can do annual billing to save a little bit. It's essentially one month free. So if you're doing the $50 tier at 31 to 40 clients per month and you want to pay it annually, it's $550 annually. So sort of buy 11, get one free. Okay. So this is an interesting comparison because if you, in theory, had 100 active clients, um, that would be around 25 unique clients per week for for therapists, right? Assuming you saw mm -hmm. the same clients on a, on a regular basis. So it really, you really could get up to about four clinicians for uh, just about a hundred dollars per month. Correct. All right. What else do we need to know about Theranest? So because their baseline is built on how many clients you have, they do have a lot of add-on features. So you can add on at an additional cost, telehealth, uh, that is one of the few things that is per therapist per month. So in your example, where you have four full-time therapists, it would be $12 for each of those. So $48 a month to add telehealth. But if you had that same practice with eight half-time therapists, suddenly you're looking at double the amount for that, that for telehealth. telehealth. Okay. There is a client portal that's included in the basic plans. 
but it is kind of limited in functionality. So it's really more of a document management system. If you want to add secure messaging or give clients the option to schedule their own appointments through the app or through the portal rather, uh, that's an extra cost per month as well. And then their insurance claims processing is through a third party called Apex EDI. So again, they don't have pricing available, but they do have electronic insurance claims processing. And then they have appointment reminders that can go out through that client portal that there's an extra cost for text and call appointment reminders as well. So the Theranest one is based a little bit more on your usage than it is on your users. Got it. Okay. Um, so I think one, as we wrap this up, one in, important uh, note is that we went through these four EHRs in no particular order. Uh, we are certainly not the ones who are going to say you should use this or you should use that, right? We, we are uh, impartial because we don't use it from a clinical standpoint. Um, but I want to mention an other important consideration, especially if you have a group practice and you have a team, when you're selecting an EHR or when you're considering moving from one to another, um, you want to look at what kind of reports you're going to be able to pull for payroll. Um, and what I mean by that is that the information that you need to use for payroll should be very easily accessible in your EHR. So if you're paying a flat fee per session, you need to really easily be getting, uh, be able to get that data so that it doesn't take you four hours and lots of manipulation of various exported spreadsheets to get that payroll, the information you need to run payroll. So that is one of the important items. Uh, in our accounting firm in Green Oak, we use session counts often. Uh, we use that to calculate uh, an average reimbursement rate. We use that to look at productivity for clinicians. Um, so that's certainly something that we generally are looking for. Uh, but whatever financial reports are going to be useful to you in your practice, you want to make sure that you're able to get that from your EHR because they are, they're not built uh, equally from that perspective, uh, in my opinion. Hannah, anything else to add there? Uh, there are a couple of other considerations from my perspective that I, I do want to point out. So one of the things that I do with Green Oak Accounting is I, I administrate the bulk of our tech stack. So there are some technical pieces that you definitely want to be aware of when you're looking at these platforms, because for most of your staff, this is going to be a platform that they use to do their job every single day. So when we're yeah. talking about changing EHR or implementing one, if your practice doesn't currently have one, that is going to fundamentally change how everyone in your practice does their job. So you want to make sure that when it comes to implementation, ask if they have assistance for that. Ask if they're able to help you with your client data import, making sure that everything comes over cleanly and correctly formatted, seeing if they have any onboarding or training available for your staff so that everybody knows how to use that platform. Because you can have really fantastic tech and equipment, and if people don't know how to use it, you're going to potentially be paying a lot to not get the full functionality of yeah. what you've purchased. Um, and then there are some long-term considerations as well, because that implementation process can be such a beast for a system that, again, is so fully embedded in your day-to-day -day with your practice. It can be an awkward thing to ask when you're talking to a sales rep, but find out what the extraction process is. 
if this doesn't go well, is there a contract? Is there a cancellation fee? Will they hold your data hostage or do they have a nice way that you can export it to move it to another EHR system? Um, and similarly, scalability. That's a much longer term thing, but if you are right at the edge of tiers, your cost might change very quickly. So if I'm looking at something like simple practice, my rate as a solo practitioner, the second I add a group member or another clinician and I become a group practice, my cost goes up significantly. If I'm looking at Theranest and I add another clinician who's going to bring in a lot more clients, my cost goes up quite a bit. And to your point, Anna, I think whether you have full-timers or part-timers can make a big difference here. Um, I just learned today that Jane doesn't charge for part-timers, but if you've got a lot of part-timers and not a lot of full-timers, that can make a big financial difference uh, in the cost of the, the EHR. Yes, absolutely. And so keeping in mind, what direction are you wanting to grow your practice and how quickly do you expect that to happen is going to be a huge part of the long-term cost of your EHR. Um, so as you're having, you know, if you're a, a Green Oak accounting client for those quarterly or monthly strategic meetings, that is something to take into consideration. So your accounting team at GOA is aware of your goals and helping you work with a timeline. So take that into consideration when you're choosing that EHR to implement at your practice. Um, and then the last thing I wanna point out is, um, like I said, I manage most of our tech stack at GOA. You wanna make sure that this plays nicely with the tech stack that you have. And at this point in modern business, you say tech stack and a lot of people think, I don't really have a tech stack. I'm not that, you know, I don't have a lot of apps, but what I'm talking about is things like your email and calendar platform. If you're purchasing a scheduling system that needs to integrate to your calendar, no matter what calendar system you yeah. use, because if it doesn't, now you're having to do manual updates every time a client schedules or reschedules. Does it play nicely with your website provider? Because if there's a scheduling widget that you want on your website, that code had better fit into your website. Your HRIS or payroll system needs to be able to read the data that your EHR provides if you're using that for any type of HR or payroll system and even things like marketing tools. So if you have uh, MailChimp or any other type of marketing bulk email platform, some of those have integrations with some EHRs. Now, because of the PHI involved, a lot of the integration that I would normally talk about, things like uh, Excel and Google Sheets, Zapier, that doesn't really apply because with PHI, we're not going to be doing that kind of export or integration. So that's, that's why I say you know, play nicely because it might not be a direct integration, but if the two systems are not capable of talking at all, what you have purchased in addition to an EHR is a huge amount of manual intervention that someone on your staff is going to have to do. And if you are a solo practitioner, that means you. <laughs> That person is you. All right, Hannah, that wraps it up for us today. Um, I know we threw a lot of numbers at our listeners. Um, so we are going to actually link in the show notes to a blog post that shows you in a, in a much more visual um, visual way, some of the different key differences 
between the costs of these uh, four EHRs. So thanks for coming on, Hannah. Um, and we appreciate everything that you do over here. Thanks, Julie. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. I really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.